0: Welcome to the Yoga Focus podcast. I'm Laura Gellner, a yoga therapist, occupational therapist, and the owner of Focused Wellness Therapeutics. I provide one-on-one yoga therapy sessions, small group therapeutic yoga, and online education for yoga teachers that is rooted in science. For more information, check out my website, lauragyoga.com. Hey everyone, I'm Laura. Welcome back to Deep Dive Into Yoga, talking about how we can deepen the practice of yoga on our mat and off of our mat. So going farther into the introduction of this PDF, and if you haven't already downloaded it, make sure you go over to my website, G Yoga. You can download this for free so that we can work through the different topics together. But right now we're going to be working on this part of the introduction where we just get an overview of what yoga is. And this is a huge, vast topic. If you were introduced to yoga like I was in the Western world and maybe in the context of a modern yoga studio, a lot of times the way that yoga is presented to us is very much centered around the postures and the breath work. And for a long time, you might think that that is yoga, the getting on your mat, doing postures, doing breath work. But there is so much more that is encompassed within this word of yoga. And I think I'm still trying to understand just how large this topic is. Even two decades into my study of yoga, I'm always discovering new aspects of it. So... I encourage you to keep an open mind about what yoga really is in the broadest scope. And we'll talk about how it can look different in different forms. Uh, But the take home message here is that there is no one way to practice yoga. There are so many different paths. And when I was at the Yogaville Ashram, I loved how they described this image of a mountain so the end point is the tip of the mountain and there are so many different paths that you could take to get to that one end point and the saying was that truth is one but paths are many so there are so many different ways that we can get there our practice can look different from somebody else's practice but we are still on a path up that same mountain going to that same point of truth now, one of the most common forms of yoga that you will be introduced to is the eight-limbed path, or at least I hope that you are being introduced to this. If you're practicing in a studio, I hope that your teacher is giving you insight into what exists outside of the postures and the breathwork, some of the other limbs of the practice or some of the other components of this path toward that endpoint of truth or enlightenment. Because the the ultimate goal of yoga is that experience of union, or bliss, um, or freedom. It can be described in a lot of different ways, but this is a, a spiritual practice that is created with the end point of achieving enlightenment. So the Eight Limbed Path is one of those paths, one of many that can help you to work toward that end point of enlightenment and this is often practiced in western yoga studios in terms of the the um, postures that is one limb the breath work pranayama and sometimes meditation and concentration is also taught within that context Um, Less frequently talked about are the philosophical underpinnings of that the moral and ethical guidelines known as the yamas and the niyamas. Hopefully you have a teacher who is telling you that that exists and um, giving you some guidance in that but if not we're going to talk about some of that in this text. So when somebody says that they practice hatha yoga. This is a very broad term that basically means that they do some sort of a practice that encompasses yoga postures and breath work. So usually if I ask somebody like, what type of yoga do you practice? And they say hatha yoga. It doesn't give me a lot of information. I mean, I know that they're not doing um, just devotional practice like bhakti yoga or um, karma yoga service. So I know that they're getting on their mat in some fashion, doing some postures, doing some breath work, but it doesn't tell me a lot about what they're doing on the mat. A lot of times if somebody says, oh, like what kind of yoga practice do you do, they're usually asking something more along the lines of like, what lineage do you study in? So somebody might say, oh, I practice Ayengar yoga or I practice restorative yoga um, or therapeutic yoga or something like that. So it gives a little bit more information about the lineage that they practice in because even within the physical practice of yoga, those practices can be so very different. I like to talk about the scope of physical practice, of posture practice, as going everywhere from the really soft, fluffy, restorative yoga where you have all the props and you're trying to be as comfortable as you possibly can so you're floating in that space of sensationlessness all the way up to the hot power vinyasa yoga where maybe your practice is starting with 10 minutes in headstand and then going into these very physically demanding postures So all of that is encompassed within Hatha yoga. It's all postures and breath, um, but looks completely different. The experience is very different. So there at the bottom we're seeing how a lot of different lineages, which means just the teachings that came from a specific teacher and the students studied under that teacher uh, can look very different and you'll hear names that come up over and over, like BKS Iyengar is a really influential one um, within the U.S. And that's my teacher, my original teacher, studied Iyengar style yoga, which is why I love props so much. (laughs) A lot of times when you're doing a practice, it's very heavy into incorporating props. It's some kind of a lineage from Iyengar. But I wanna show you this chart and this is where the links at the bottom are live links. So you should be able to click on them and pull this up so that you can also look at this. And there's a lot going on here at first, but this is a chart that was created by Allison, And you can see her website right there if you wanna refer to the original version of this chart because this chart is so helpful to me in that confusing landscape of lineages and what influenced what branch of yoga you can start to see all the way back here when there were just these kind of two different traditions of teaching where things were passed down orally from teacher to student. And then it started to kind of differentiate into some of the different schools of yoga, the different lineages of yoga, all the way down to the bottom where you can see some of the, maybe the modern yoga teacher names that you might be familiar with, like, let's see who's on here. Um, David Swenson, Sadie Nardini, um, there's a lot of different, the Kripalu Institute, um, a lot of different teachers who maybe you've become familiar with or come across. So you can look at this list and kind of see where the different lineages branched off. and. This is also where I like to add a little side note about how certain things in yoga can be confusing because you might read or hear conflicting information. And I will usually try to kind of absorb both of them if I hear different things, um, different ways of doing poses, different ways of doing breath work. Because in different lineages, one teacher might have been teaching it this way and the other teacher might have been teaching it that way. And then you're thinking, well, which one is right? Um, and I don't necessarily think this is a question of right or wrong. It's different styles, different ways of teaching, different ways of learning and practicing. So it's really a question of which one works in my practice right now, or which lineage do I want to study under if you're. Um, kind of focusing on one or another. So just make sure that you understand. If you hear something different from what your teacher told you, it might just be from a different lineage, a different historical path within yoga. So that really can get a little bit confusing. Um, The other, the other aspect of yoga that gets a little confusing is sometimes they will use the same word to mean different things. We'll talk about that a little bit later. It's kind of like the English language where you'll have the same sounding word, but maybe it might mean two different things or the meaning might have changed over a period of time to evolve into meaning something different. So that can get a little bit confusing. Just kind of keep an eye out for that. We'll talk about a couple instances where that happens within yoga so that hopefully i can clear up some things that i found confusing for many years and um, probably still come across some of those interesting things where i'm like "Wait, i thought that meant something different all right so that is our little overview of what yoga is and i'll see you in the next one for our very brief overview of the history of yoga Thank you for being here on the Yoga Focus Podcast. I'm Laura Gellner. If you would like to stay connected to more yoga resources, you can follow me on Instagram at lauragyoga. I have many YouTube videos at Laura Gellner, the yoga focus method. And you can find links to my book, Yoga Therapy at the Wall, and all of my online courses at my website, lauragyoga.com. Thanks so much for being here.